Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you one more time this morning. Lord, we appreciate you. Lord, we commend and bestow thee, Father, for who you are to us. And Lord, the more we see what you have done, the more our heart glows out in thanksgiving to you. What a faithful Father you are. Lord, we are so excited and we are so confident of us, of our life. Why? Because you who began this work in our lives, you are faithful. Even in our own myriad of unfaithfulness and failures and weaknesses, Lord, you are faithful to accomplish everything that you have designed for us. You are faithful to mature us to the full stature of Christ. And so this morning, we yield ourselves to your able hand. We do not stand on our own faithfulness, but we stand and hold on to your own faithfulness. Thank you, precious Father. We give you praise and glory and we acknowledge everything that you have done. The gift of righteousness, forgiveness of sins, that you have given us your own nature and you have given us a permanent good standing with you. Oh, thank you, precious Father. May everyone listening to me this morning have a new level of revelation and understanding to see and acknowledge and to embrace and to welcome all you have done for us. Thank you, precious Father. This morning, may this world heal eternally. May it break bondages. May it break addictions. May it completely eliminate strongholds in our minds. Every thought, every imagination, every body of knowledge that stands against the word of God in anyone's life this morning. May they be overcome in the precious name of Jesus. This word is light and it will shine upon darkness and no darkness can comprehend. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Daddy, for all that you have done for us. We give you praise and we give you glory. And may your heart, Lord, be revealed even in this world this morning. Thank you, precious Lord. For in Jesus' precious name, we have prayed and the family of God this morning, the sons of God this morning, say, Amen and amen and amen. Good morning to you, my beloved family in Christ. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob. I'm here this morning to heartfully serve you this day's episode of the food made for sons of God. Welcome to this day's episode of our continuous, ongoing, daily fellowship with the world. And you know what happens as we eat of this word. Jesus guarantees that the outcome is life and life abundant. Of course, you know what the subject matter is. Manifestation of the sons of God. That means living the God life. That means living out the reality of the new creation life. Friends, it's very important that every believer understands that we have a new life. We used to have an old life in Adam. We are called believers today because we have been translated from that life in Adam to the life in Christ. Don't forget. And that transition makes us new creation. New creation entirely. The Bible says we are entirely new people. And please recall, like I mentioned yesterday, Christ came 
to begin a new race a new race of god a new god being race people who are born again by the spirit of god don't forget as i mentioned last sunday when adam and eve ate of that knowledge of good and evil they were still the same age they were nothing changed physically but as they continue to walk according to that knowledge of good and evil it eventually led to death today is the same thing on the other side we have the knowledge of christ which was what they missed in the garden and when you receive that knowledge today watch this you are still the same age your physical body will not change immediately you may not start getting every material thing that you needed immediately but watch this as you continue to walk in the light of that revelation then the transformations, the physical and material translations begins to occur. And the Bible says that this knowledge leads us to life and life eternal. Beloved, trust me, there is life in this knowledge. It can produce life even to our mortal bodies. It could change and transform things around us. The Bible says that the life of Christ has become the light of men. Don't forget the life of Christ became the light of men. That means when we walk in the revelation of Christ, we walk in the light of God. Don't forget that light was what Adam and Eve missed in the garden. Today, if you and I follow that light, it will lead to life and life more abundantly. That means the life that overflows. Praise God. Amen and amen. Now, don't forget, I've mentioned this over and over, that the gospel gives us clear certainties. It removes every uncertainty and brings us to a place of certainty where we are absolutely sure of what we have. Don't forget of who we are in the first place and what we have. The idea, the key two fundamental things that we must hold on to to bring forth the new creation life. Don't forget who we are. I keep saying this over and over because that is the main thing. Now, if it was before in the lens of religion and we're talking about manifestations, how to manifest the God life. If you recall, the message will be full of steps of what to do. This message will be full of rituals. Do this ritual, do that ritual, do that ritual. But let me tell you, did you know that you can even heal the sick and still remain ignorant of who you are in Christ? Watch that. Don't forget the disciples of Christ who really did not know him and did not know who they were. In fact, they were not even saved. They were able to perform miracles because Christ gave them the gift to do so. What you and I are talking about here is far beyond the manifestation of gift. No, it is about the transformation of the person. Don't forget, beloved, I have said this over and over and over again the blessing of god is in the man the grace of god is in the man and when that man is transformed his circumstances his situations 
are transformed. When you are changed, the things around you are changed. Don't forget, I have said this over and over and over again. Good business is in the man. Good marriage is in the man. To manifest the grace of God is also in the man. That is why the Spirit of God lives where? Within the man. Who did Jesus die for? Jesus died for the man. Praise God. Who is he changing is the man that is changing. Don't forget, even the universe, the only way the universe can be transformed is by the manifestation of what? The sons of God. In fact, the Bible says it's this way that the earth, the universe, is like undergroaning, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Beloved, if we don't bring forth our light, the world will remain in darkness. As you look around, you, you can see that even the systems of the world are so unreliable because why? It's based on the limitations of man. You can do your best to elect the best person that you can to become the leader of your country. That does not mean that it will produce anything. If there's anything we can learn is the situation that we have in our country now. This country, Nigeria, right now, is ruled by two very deeply and deeply religious people. One is a deeply religious Muslim. One is a deeply religious Christian. But lo and behold, where have we found ourselves? Beloved, when we put our trust in man's effort, don't forget, it always dashes our hope, friends. The hope of the humanity, the hope of the universe is in the manifestation, not of religious people, but of sons of God. Amen and amen and amen. And I decree that you and I will continue to manifest the light of God we carry will never ever diminish in the name of Jesus. You and I will continue to shine upon darkness and that darkness can never comprehend. Amen and amen. If you recall on Monday, we again looked at the scriptures, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 17. Do you remember? It's a scripture that says, Behold, now if anyone is in full dead, that means anyone is wrapped in Christ. Don't forget, beloved, that man is a new creation. I have to say this and I pray that this words will echo in your mind. This words will follow you around until, don't forget, you begin to see yourself as an entirely new creation until the reference point for your life is no longer your failures, your family issues, or the circumstances that you have, or the country that you live in, or the country of your birth. No, but the reference point, that means the point from which you Think about your life, the point from which you see your life is Christ and the nothingness. Don't forget, when they ate of that tree of knowledge of good and evil, what changed was the way they saw themselves and the way they saw God. Now, the question is, how did they see themselves, beloved? They saw themselves as sinners. Watch this. Now, when you look at the knowledge of good and evil, the other way to reference it or to describe it 
is the law. Don't forget, is the law. Don't forget, is the law. Remember, it is the law that gives you a knowledge of thou shalt do this and it will be okay. Thou shalt not do this, it will not be okay. Now watch this carefully. The Bible now says that it is the law that gives the knowledge of sin. Don't forget, the law gives the knowledge of sin. That sin comes by the knowledge of the law. So watch this. Now, we are now new creation or new creations or entirely new persons in Christ. What does that mean, beloved? The Bible said that old things have passed away completely. So what are some of the things that passed away on Monday? I shared with you by the Spirit that our old nature an old identity in Adam has passed away. So, beloved, every way that you see yourself, that you value yourself, that you reference yourself, that is not based on Christ, now I can tell you is a lie. Calm down, please. Let me repeat this one more time. Every way that you look at yourself, that you consider yourself, that you reference yourself, that you imagine yourself, that is not according to Christ. I cannot confidently tell you that it is a lie. Why? That is not who you are. Let me repeat. That is not who you are. If you think about yourself, imagine yourself, for example, because of your current economic status, you look at yourself, you think yourself poor, you see yourself poor, you see, we cannot be poor in Christ. Amen. And remember, let me also remind you that poverty is not the presence or absence of material things. Poverty is how a man sees himself. Don't forget that poverty is not the presence or absence of material things. Poverty is how a man sees himself. If you see yourself poor, even if I were to give you one billion naira, that one billion will eventually reduce to the level of poverty that is in your spirit. Now watch this. But this morning, what I really wanted to hammer on is the next thing that passed in Adam. And this is very, very important. I've said this in different ways. I've mentioned it in different ways. But one of the key things that passed away was our nature and life of sin passed away in Adam. Let me say that. Our nature and life of sin passed away in Adam. Beloved, you will know that you have come to the reality of this revelation when you stop to see yourself as a sinner. Now, remember, you have not believed any truth. I have said this over and over. You have not believed any truth until that truth changes the way you see yourself, the way you consider yourself. Watch this. Until you come to that point, when you start to see yourself that you are righteous at all times, you are not, cannot be a sinner. Don't forget why Christ cannot, will never be a sinner. And who Christ is, is who we are. So, beloved, our old nature and life of sin passed away in Adam. When the Bible said old things are passed away, it included our life of sin in Adam. Why? 
Colossians chapter 2, verse number 14. Colossians chapter 2, verse number 14. Watch this. When the Spirit of God wants to show you a way, He begins to explain scriptures to you like the book of Colossians chapter number 2. In fact, if you remember, you and I have gone through Colossians chapter 2 from verse 1 to the end. Now watch this. Colossians 2, verse 14 says this. He canceled. That means Christ canceled. Sir, if Christ cancels something, we ought to believe that it's been canceled. You know, I was thinking to myself a few days ago, and I said, if I see God face to face, and he says to me, son, Kai, you believed too much. You know, what I did in Christ was not really up to that level. In fact, you overbelieved. I think I would be happier than finding out that I did not believe what was done. But watch this. Christ never rebuked his disciples for doing wrong or for doing anything. Every place that you saw Christ rebuke his disciples was this word, O ye of little faith. What does that mean? They failed to believe who he was and what he has done. I didn't see anywhere Christ rebuked any man for believing too much. In fact, he commended them. Praise God. Watch this. The scripture says that he has cancelled out every, not some, every legal violation we had on our record and the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. Beloved, we are no longer sinners. Christ has delivered us completely, absolutely from that nature of sin. Don't forget, when you had this nature, it didn't matter how many good you did, you were still a sinner. But you and I have been delivered. Don't forget, beloved, we are new creations. We are new creatures because we have a new nature in Christ and that nature is the nature of righteousness. That's what the Bible said. He took him who knew no sin and made him to become sin so that you and I, who were sinners in Adam, will now become and have the righteousness of God where in Christ Jesus. Beloved, our identity is in Christ. It's not the identity of sin. Watch this. You and I used to take our bath and go to church every Sunday, every Wednesday. They call us sinners over and over again. Beloved, remember, any man who calls you a sinner is blind to the gospel. He has not sinned because you were only a sinner. In Adam, you cannot be a sinner in Christ. Praise God. The idea of waking up, you know how they used to teach us every prayer? We wake up and we say something like this. Father, thank you. We come to you even though we know that we're sinners. No, please close your mouth. You are no longer a sinner. To acknowledge that you're a sinner is to continue to keep you in the bondage of Adam. And you know what? If that is stayed on your mind, the Bible said the mind that is focused on the flesh leads to death. No, we have to focus in the realm of the spirit because in that realm, you and I are one with Christ. Praise God. The Bible says all the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us, Christ canceled it. Now watch this. He said he erased. By the way, those of you who are new to those messages, I'm reading the TPT. The Bible says he erased it all, what did he raise? Watch this. 
our sins he has erased it what did he erase our stained soul the bible said he deleted it all and they cannot be retrieved amen and amen the bible says everything we once were in adam is that what i've been telling you everything we once were in adam has been placed onto his cross and made permanently there as a public display of cancellation beloved have i said this to you over and over that when you see the cross the only thing that you ought to remember is that you have been set free permanently from sin not just the action of sin which was paid but also you and i were delivered from the nature of sin Ogar, auntie, madam, please listen to me carefully. You are not being humble. You are not being righteous. You are not doing yourself a favor. Neither are you doing God a favor to go to God every morning and say, you know, we acknowledge that we are sinners. You know, we are sinners. That is false humility. You are putting yourself under the bondage of sin. In fact, you are denying what Christ has done. Sir, if Christ did not pay for our sins and deliver us from sins, so what exactly did he do? Don't forget, man did not have any problem until sin came in. But how did sin come in? Sin came in because man gained a knowledge that told him he was never good enough before God. Man gained a knowledge that changed the way he saw God. That is why today, if you listen to the gospel that you have been that I've been preaching and I've been sending to you, is designed to bring us back to see ourselves righteous the way God sees us and to see our and to see God the way God wants us to see him. Don't forget the Bible says that even before he founded the world, the purpose of God was to see us as blameless or God. It didn't mean that we didn't do something wrong, but in his eyes, we are blameless. In his eyes, we are always innocent. And then the remaining part is for you and I to see ourselves the way God sees us. Beloved, again, you are not being humble. You are not doing yourself a good thing to continue to acknowledge yourself in the nature. It's like telling God you did nothing. If you continue to acknowledge yourself a sinner, it's like telling Christ you died in vain. God forbid. You and I are believers. We are sons of God. And why are we sons of God? We have been made one like the son of God, Christ. Who Christ is, is who we are. Sin is not in him, cannot be found in him. And you and I have that same identity. Continue to believe this, friend. Continue to see yourself in the light of this. And then it brings a transformation to your character. This I can confirm to you why the light that is on the inside and the way you see yourself forms the way you live your life daily. Praise God. Amen and amen. I've gone, I've gone far enough. So let me stop here this morning and I will come back to you again tomorrow by the grace of God. You know what we do. Play the message over and over. And the more you do, the more it ministers deeply and deeply to you. Amen. And of course, don't forget to share 
as much as you can. Beloved, stay blessed. Remain in him. Enjoy your day knowing that you are no longer under Adam, but you are now in Christ, in the heavenly places. This morning, don't forget, beloved, you have been served the food that is suitable for sons. Eat and enjoy. Shalom.